What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. In this episode, we're picking back up where we left off with the judge sweet opinion about Ghislaine Maxwell and her attempt to get a summary judgment against Virginia Roberts. So, let's get right back to it. Part 5. The motion for summary judgment to dismiss the defamation claim on the grounds of substantial truth is denied. Maxwell has asserted that the press release is substantially true and that the defamation claim should therefore be dismissed. See defense briefing at 39. Whether or not Roberts lied about Maxwell's involvement in the events that Roberts has alleged took place is the intensely contested factual issue that is the foundation of this action. Accordingly, summary judgment is not appropriate. See Mitre Sports International Limited vs. Home Box Office Incorporated, 22F.SUPP, 3D240-255, SDNY 2014, denying a summary judgment because it would require the court to decide disputed facts to determine whether the statement at issue was substantially true, De Silva versus Time Incorporated, 908F.SUPP, 184-187, SDNY 1995, denying motion for summary judgment because there was a genuine issue of material fact as to whether defamatory photo and caption were true. Under New York law, truth is an absolute, unqualified defense to a civil defamation action, and substantial truth suffices to defeat a charge of libel. Jewel v. NYP Holdings, Incorporated 23, F.SUPP, 2D, 348, 366, SDNY, 1998. A statement is substantially true if the statement would not have a different effect on the mind of the reader from that which the pleaded truth would have produced. ID quoting Flexstein versus Friedman, 193 NE 537, 538 NY 1934. Thus, it is not necessary to demonstrate complete accuracy to defeat a charge of libel. It is only necessary that the gist or substance of the challenge statements be true. Printers 2 Incorporated versus Professional Publishing Incorporated, 784 F.2D, 141-146, Second Circuit, 1986. See also Corcala versus W.W. Norton and Company, 618 F.SUPP, 152-155, SDNY, 1985. Slight inaccuracies of expression are immaterial provided that the defamatory charge is true in substance. Internal quotation marks and citation omitted. Sharon versus Time Incorporated, 609 F SUPP 1291-1294 SDNY 1984. Defendant is permitted to prove the substantial truth of his statement by establishing any other proposition that has the same gist or sting as the original libel that is the same effect on the mind of the reader. The Honorable Loretta A. Presca has noted that Cases addressing whether a statement is substantially true, Jewel 23F.SUPP at 367. There are cases in which a statement is non-actionable because it's completely true. C.E.G. Carter 233 A.D.2D 473-474, New York Appeals Division, 2nd Department, 1996. Claim that defendant committed libel by informing the authorities that plaintiff was endorsing checks made payable to the defendant and depositing them in plaintiff's account held non-actionable where plaintiff had in fact endorsed checks made payable to the defendant. There are cases where one struggles to identify any area of ambiguity as to truth. 
Jewel 23F SUPP at 368. C.E.G. Miller vs. Journal News 211 A.D. 2D 626 627. New York Appeals Division, 2nd Department, 1995. Statement that plaintiff was suspended substantially true where plaintiff was placed on administrative leave. There are cases where the line between the statement and the admitted truth is more tenuous, but the overall gist cannot be said to be substantially different. C.E.G. Guccione v. Hustler Magazine, Incorporated, 800 F.2D 298, 302 and 303, Second Circuit, 1986. Holding that statement, which implied that plaintiff was then currently an adulterer, was substantially true where plaintiff had ceased being an adulterer but had unabashedly committed adultery for 13 of 17 years. Finally, there are those cases in which a defendant simply asked too much in asserting that a statement is substantially true because the difference between the two is plainly substantial. Jewel 23F SUPP at 368. For example, the court in De Silva 908 F.SUPP at 186 and 187 held that a photograph of plaintiff which identified her as a prostitute was not substantially true where the plaintiff had been a prostitute for some six years but was not at the time of the publication. After reviewing this spectrum of cases, the facts upon which Maxwell bases her argument are insufficient to allow this court to find substantial truth as a matter of law. A material dispute of fact exists as to the admitted truth or the reality in this case. Maxwell is cited to various facts to counter Robert's claims, such as Robert's high school enrollment, short-term jobs, and a lack of record on private flight logs during some of the relevant time period, as evidence that Maxwell and Epstein did not abuse Roberts. The details and significance of the facts offered are highly contested and therefore cannot establish the substantial truth of the press release. Reasonable jurors could conclude that the statements are not substantially true. Boehner v. Heiss, 734F, SUPP 2D 389-399, SDNY 2010. The motion for summary judgment to dismiss the defamation on the ground of substantial truth is denied as not having been established by undisputed material facts. Part 6. The defamation claim is not barred by New York law. Maxwell has moved to dismiss the complaint on the grounds that the press release is opinion and protected by the pre-litigation privilege under New York's law. Because New York law does not support Maxwell's position, the motion for summary judgment based on the characterization of the press release as opinion and as protected by pre-litigation privilege is denied. 1. The press release is not opinion. As previously held, Maxwell's statement that Robert's claims of sexual assault are lies is not an expression of opinion. First, statements that Robert's claims against Maxwell are untrue, have been shown to be untrue, and are obvious lies, have a specific and readily understood factual meaning. That Roberts is not telling the truth about her history of sexual abuse and Maxwell's role, and that some verifiable investigation has occurred to come to a definitive conclusion proving that fact. Second, these statements, as they themselves allege, are capable of being proven true or false and therefore constitute actionable fact and not opinion. Third, in their full context, while Maxwell's statements have the effect of generally denying Robert's story, they also clearly constitute fact to the reader. Roberts vs. Maxwell 165 F.SUPP 3D 147-152 SDNY 2016 
This court further concluded that Roberts cannot be making claims shown to be untrue that are obvious lies without being a liar. Furthermore, to suggest an individual is not telling the truth about her history of having been sexually assaulted as a minor constitutes more than a general denial. It alleges something deeply disturbing about the character of an individual willing to be publicly dishonest about such a reprehensible crime. Maxwell's statements clearly imply that the denials are based on facts separate and contradictory to those that Roberts has alleged. Maxwell argues that the context of the entire statement tested against the understanding of the average reader should be that of a press release as a whole being read only by journalists. Defense briefing at 22. Quoting Aronson versus Wiersma, 483 N.E. 2D, 1138-1139-1985. However, the ultimate audience for a press release is the public. The motion to dismiss opinion clearly addresses this issue. Sexual assault of a minor is a clear-cut issue. Either transgressions occurred or it did not. Either Maxwell was involved or she was not. The issue is not a matter of opinion, and there cannot be differing understanding of the same facts that justify diametrically opposed opinion as to whether Maxwell was involved in Roberts' abuse as Roberts has claimed. Either Roberts is telling the truth about her story and Maxwell's involvement, or Maxwell is telling the truth and she was not involved in the trafficking and ultimate abuse of Roberts. Roberts 165F at SUPP at 152. Maxwell has urged that these conclusions at the motion to dismiss stage should be revisited and revised when considering the summary judgment motion since the standard... Deciding a Rule 12b-6 motion is different from the standard for deciding a Rule 56 motion. In deciding a 12b-6 motion, the court must accept as true the factual allegations and draw all inferences in the plaintiff's favor. A plaintiff need only state a claim that is plausible on its face. Idea 149, internal quotation marks and citation omitted. In contrast for Rule 56 motion, the plaintiff defending the motion may not rest on the allegations in her complaint. Anderson 477 at 249. In deciding its motion to dismiss opinion, the court relied on Davis versus Boheim 22 NE 3D 999 2014 and held that the three allegedly defamatory statements in the press release have a specific and readily understood factual meaning, are capable of being proven true or false, and clearly constitute fact to the reader. Roberts 165F SUPP at 152. The court determined that the dispositive inquiry for purposes of deciding whether an allegedly defamatory statement is fact or non-actionable opinion is whether a reasonable reader could have concluded that the statements were conveying facts about the plaintiff. ID at 151. Internal quotation marks and citation omitted. To answer that inquiry, three factors enumerated in Davis were applied. CID. These three factors are the same as the four factors in Immuno AG versus Moore Jankowski 567, NE.2D 1270, NY 1991. The difference is that the Davis court collapsed the Immuno AG third and fourth factors into one. See Davis 22, NE at 3D at 1005. The critical aspect of the inquiry as articulated in the third factor set forth above is to view the statements in context. Joule23f.supp, 2D at 377. This contextual analysis proceeds on two levels, the broader social setting of the statements as well as their immediate context. Citing Immuno 567, 
any 2D at 1280. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up this episode right here. And in the next episode, we're going to finish it off. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.